Today's episode is brought to you by Create Engage, the digital marketing agency for the disruptive management consultancy. Digital marketing has moved forwards, but most consulting firms haven't. Many consulting firms still see their corporate blog as their sole digital marketing channel and find themselves frustrated when these blogs yield little, if any, results. For those consultancies that understand digital marketing, though, it can be a huge asset and help them achieve rapid business growth. In fact, at Create Engage, we've recently written a case study of one successful consulting firm that used digital marketing to help them grow over 400% in just three years. Having spent countless hours researching consulting firms and consulting leaders for this podcast, it became very clear that while some firms do digital marketing well, the vast majority of consulting firms struggle to leverage its power and don't know where to start. To help those of you who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow your consulting business, but don't have the knowledge, capacity, or in-house capability to do so, I launched Create Engage, the first digital marketing agency for the management consulting industry. As former consultants ourselves, we understand the challenges that you face when it comes to delivering effective digital marketing that engages prospective clients and generates leads. Having worked in the industry, we understand consulting buyers what resonates with them, and what doesn't. This enables us to harness the latest in digital marketing in a way that aligns with your brand and your market positioning to attract the prospective clients that you're looking to target. We understand that each consultancy is unique and have a range of services to help you shape, implement, and sustain effective digital marketing strategies that deliver results, regardless of where you are on your digital marketing journey. If you would like to find out more, about how Create Engage can help you use digital marketing to take your business to the next level, then send me an email at nick at createengage.co.uk or go to our website, createengage.co.uk, where you can download that free case study that breaks down the digital marketing strategies used by one successful consulting firm to help them grow over 400% in just three years and gives you the secrets they used so that you can apply them in your own firm. If you want to outpace your competitors and stand out in the crowded consulting market, then get in touch. We'd love to help you grow your business through digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to Climbing Consulting. Today's episode is another solo episode. We've had some great guests on the show over the last few weeks and have some great guests coming up over the next few weeks and into the new year. I can't believe the podcast has almost been going a year and we are almost at Christmas. Today, I wanted to share the answers to some questions that I've been getting from a number of people. And these are questions relating to digital marketing. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast, you will know that I have launched my own digital marketing agency to help consulting firms leverage the power of digital marketing to drive engagement and generate leads from their target clients. It's something that many consulting firms want to do better. It's something that only a few consulting firms do very well. But As more and more firms see the power of it and begin to use it, it becomes more apparent to prospective clients that they're wanting to work with, who, which firms aren't using it, and therefore which firms are falling behind. So I wanted to share the answer to a couple of questions that I think could help you. So whether you are the head of marketing for your consulting firm, or you are a partner or someone in the firm in charge of marketing, or maybe you're a junior consultant who wants to 
create better content and understand how you can use digital marketing to carve your own way in the firm and build that skill set as an area you're interested in. So I'm going to share the answer, like I say, to two key questions that I have been getting repeatedly. And those are firstly, and this is a big one, and anyone who is listening to this who has worked in or near marketing will have heard this before. If you're a partner and you are listening to this, you've probably asked this before. And that is, where is the ROI from digital marketing? Where is the return on investment? And what is the business case? Because ultimately, that's what a large amount of things we do in consulting boil down to is how can they help us or our clients? The second question that I'm going to touch on is once you agree that there is ROI, and I'm not going to try and prove or disprove it uh, other than some examples that I think really do show the power of digital marketing. But once you believe that there is return on investment and you should be investing in this area, how do you actually create good content that engages your target client? Because if you're not creating effective content, there won't be any ROI. So to generate ROI, you need effective content. And I'm going to talk through some clear, some actionable steps that you can take off the back of listening to this to begin to do that in your own organization, in your own practice, or simply for your own personal brand as you start to put out content yourself to get known for a specific skill set or industry area. So if we start with ROIs, the big question, it's the one that I've received most often, and it is a fair question. Where is the value in marketing? Where's that return on investment? What I'm going to do is give you some examples because I could quote all the theory, I could quote numbers of touch points, etc. But actually, I think it's much more powerful if you can go and look at firms who are doing this well and people who are doing this well to show the power of investing in digital marketing. So I'm going to give you two firms and two individuals that I would recommend checking out because I think they do this really well and you can see the benefits from it by going and looking at their websites or their LinkedIn profiles. So the first firm is Elixir. Elixir are a mid-sized consultancy who have grown rapidly through digital marketing. They have focused on developing a really clear brand proposition that stands out in the market. They are the challenger consultancy and then honing and focusing on developing content that reinforces that brand and aligns with and engages the clients they want to work with. So much so that they grew 400% in three years. And those figures were from 2012 to 2015. So they've continued to grow since then. For me, they are such a good example that I actually wrote a case study on the digital marketing secrets that they've used, why those secrets have worked and what you can learn from those for your own firm. And you can find that on my website, which is createengage.co.uk. I'll put links to both Elixir and to the case study in the show notes in case you want to go and have a look at them. But like I say, Elixir are a great example of a firm who have focused on digital marketing. In fact, Stephen Newton, who is their founder and CEO, he was also a guest on this show, highlighted in an interview that it was one of his biggest achievements that actually the firm is growing through their marketing and their brand recognition instead of simply through their partners' networks. The second example is 11FS, and this is a great example to show what the power of the podcast can do. 11FS are a disruptive fintech consultancy who have grown their brand presence 
phenomenally quickly through focusing on content first. They've been around for about three years, maybe slightly more, but have become an established name in our industry. And in an industry where most people can't name anyone other than themselves, their two competitors and the big four, that's a huge achievement. How they did that, like I say, they've invested heavily in being seen as thought leaders and genuine thought leaders and central to the industry conversation. They put out a range of podcasts across InsureTech, FinTech, blockchain, and they have a steady production of these podcasts, which they put out to reach their industry and their target clients. If you want to go and listen to any of their podcasts, and I suggest you do check them out, their FinTech Insider, last time I checked, was number two in the iTunes business chart. And that is against all other podcasts in the world being downloaded in the UK. That's not just consulting podcasts. So they have managed to create a number two, top five, if you like, podcast by focusing on putting out output, putting out good content that people want to listen to. The brand benefit for them is that people know who they are. If you're an executive in a large bank and you're trying to understand about fintech, who is it you're going to go to? Are you going to go to the firm that just cold call you? Or are you going to go to the firm who has the number two podcast in the business charts all about fintech? Like I say, they're just a great example of another organization who's really prioritized and focused on digital marketing. They also do a lot with video, some innovative things with content, actually some innovative offline things around events. But again, they have focused on putting content first and growing their brand through digital marketing. So really good example to check out there. The next two are actually individuals. And the first, who is while a partner at Deloitte actually co-hosts a podcast with 11FS, who was also a guest on this show, Nigel Walsh. Really good example of someone who has built a reputation for themselves through content and digital marketing. Like I said, Nigel is the co-host of InsureTech Insider. He's also appeared on this podcast. And he focuses on putting out great content through LinkedIn that will resonate with his target client. He focuses on InsureTech, that's his market. He has built such a niche for himself that he's actually known as Mr. InsureTech to some. He has co-authored books on the topic. He's put out blogs, articles, and regularly discusses it with people on social media like Twitter and LinkedIn. He is a great example. If you are a partner and you're listening to this and you want to grow your reach or you're thinking about how you can build your name to help your firm he's a great case study to go and look at. he's got a huge following on linkedin like i say he co-hosts insuretech insider which gets him in front of and talking to all of the key people in the industry he works in and he wants to be speaking to and i'm sure then helps him when he is pitching for work if someone in the insurance industry is wanting to talk about insuretech just like the fintech example they are likely to be referred to or think of Nigel straight away. The second example is another guest of mine, and that is David Lancefield. Like Nigel, he has focused heavily on developing his own content. David has spoken at a number of events, and you can watch his TEDx talk on YouTube. He also runs his own successful podcast, Transformation Talks, and he puts out a lot of content on his own profile and through his corporate page. So he is a partner in PwC, all with the goal of building his presence for the firm. Because like David said in his interview, gone of the days where people simply buy the badge, people buy people. And while having a badge may get you through the door, if you don't have anything to go with it, you're likely to have much less success than if somebody knows who you are and they know who the brand is. So this was a, a real wow moment for me because I think 
all too often we think if you've got a big brand behind you, it's really easy. And David made the point, and I think it's critical, especially to those of you in big firms, but equally smaller firms, is, well, that will get you halfway, but actually the personal brand is equally as important and clients want to know that you walk the walk as well as talk the talk. And I think David's a great example of someone who has really leveraged digital marketing to put out content that helps grow his brand and by doing so helps grow the brand of his organization of PwC. So there you are. Those are four really good examples of where the ROI is in digital marketing. Just to recap, it's Elixir, 11FS, Nigel Walsh, and David Lancefield. All links to websites, LinkedIn, etc. I will put in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, you want to go check them out, you can go straight away and do that. Hopefully, having heard that, if you did before, hopefully that's given you some examples that you can go and share with colleagues about where the ROI is in digital marketing. If you were on the fence before, hopefully that's also helped you see how you can use this to achieve results and generate business for your consulting firm. And like I say, I wanted to give you real life case studies of people who have done this, not simply theory and equations, because that doesn't work for most people. If it does, let me know and I can send you some. But for this, I wanted to give you real life examples. So we've talked about ROI. And the next piece is actually how do you develop effective content? Because the ROI question very often at its root is actually a question of my firm do not generate good content. How do we do it better? Because if your content is not targeted at the clients you want to work with and is not engaging, is not useful, is not clear, is not actionable, then you're probably going to see a very poor ROI because you are not creating content that actually drives the engagement and generates the leads you're looking for. So I'm now going to take you through a very short model and we should, by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to find that model. I'll put a a link to the infographic on the show notes for this podcast so that you can actually work through that yourself to generate better content. And I want to, if you're listening to this, give you those key steps to create better content off the back of listening to this show. So how do we create good content? At its heart, it's very simple. Obviously, the implementation is much harder, but there's some key steps that if you just think about each one of these before you create your next blog or your next video or your next podcast, it will be much better and much more effective. So to start with, and worth saying that while these questions may sound like they're aimed at a consulting firm, they're equally applicable whether you're running a practice or whether you are simply a consultant looking to make your own content. So the first question is, what is it you are famous for? What's your unique offering to the market? What is your category? So the 22 mutable laws of marketing talk about the law of category. And that is that everyone wants to work with the first, the best. No one wants to work with the second or third best in an industry or in a niche. So how can you be the best in your niche? And the key thing here is you don't need to be, let's say it's the biggest consulting firm in the world is someone's sales pitch. You don't need to go and get bigger than them to have a successful niche. What you need to do is find a smaller niche that you can be the biggest in. So if you are a firm that really focuses on, I don't know, insurance systems implementation, can you be the leading insurance systems implementation firm? Can you make that and own that as your category? And the reason that's powerful is when clients come looking for someone to help with exactly that problem, they're much more likely to find you and go, yes, they obviously know about this area. They're the best. I want to speak to them. As opposed to if you are a firm that says we're an IT consultancy, it's much harder for a client to find that resonance, that exact piece thereafter. And also 
you then don't stand out. There are hundreds of IT consultancies. There are very few insurance replatforming specialists. So straight away, you want to think about what is it you're famous for? And that's the same if you're a firm, if you're a practice area, if you're an individual. What is it that you want to leave your target client with? What is it that they should think about you? What is that thing that you offer that no one else does? Once you're clear on that, then actually, who is it who's going to buy that? Who are your target clients? And it might be there's two or three or four. So it might be in some firms that you might want the CIO, it might be the COO, it might be the head of change. But you actually want to take some time thinking about who each one of those people are and what's unique about them. What is it that motivates them? What is it that keeps them up at night? What are the key business challenges they have? What, are, what is it that they struggle with? What are those pain points that really they want help with? Is it that they want a system in place or is it actually that they want a stable IT estate so that they can put that on their CV and get a promotion? Understanding exactly what they want and being specific here will really help you in creating your content because it's much easier to write for and will have much more impact if you write for a specific person who has certain challenges than if you write for business people in insurance firms. So once you're clear on those target customers, you want to actually take what you know about them to find the messages you want to leave them with. So we know what we want to be famous for. We know who we want to be famous to. And the next step is what are the messages that we need to reinforce to those people to get them engaged with what we're talking about. And there could be, and there will be multiple messages. It won't be there's just one message. There'll be a whole number and that these you might put into different pieces of content, but ultimately these are your guiding principles, if you like, for the rest of the content you're writing. So if one of the key challenges you think your target client has is ensuring all projects land on time and on budget, and actually their pain point is that most consulting firms overpromise and underdeliver. Well, then one of your key messages may be that you as a firm consistently deliver on time, on budget, and make their life easy. If that's something that you think really resonates with that target client, maybe you've tested it by speaking to a few of your target clients informally, that can be one of the key messages that you then weave throughout your content going forward. So you've got those key messages. You then need to actually think about the type of content that you're going to create. And one of the common questions or common concerns I get from consulting firms is actually, we don't really have time. We're running a consulting firm. We're delivering, we're selling. We don't have time to create content. And this is where you need to be a bit strategic about how you create your content. And so if you're just doing a, a single blog yourself, this, this is probably less relevant. But if you're running campaigns at a firm level or a practice level, you want to think about how you can build a core piece of content, as I call a pillar piece of content, that you can then actually take pieces from to repurpose and generate more content that will engage different groups, but also let that thought or that idea last longer. So let's say you have a, we'll stick with the, the IT platform. Let's say there's a particular platform that you are the best at implementing, and it's a really big one in your industry. Your pillar content might be an in-depth review of that platform and how to implement it successfully. And that could take the form of, uh, you know, it could be a 10-page guide, could be an hour presentation, whatever it might be. And it's worth saying these don't have to be pieces that you have created specially. If you are asked to talk at an event, let's say you're asked to give an hour presentation, that could be your piece of pillar content. So the pillar is the, the big element. That's where a lot of the thinking work has to be done. The great thing is then once you've got that, you can chunk that up. So let's say you have an hour's presentation. Once you've got that, that is a piece of content you should share with prospective clients because it demonstrates your social proof, it demonstrates your experience. 
But then what can you take from that and turn into consumable content? So could you turn that into a shorter podcast? Could you repurpose it as a full-length podcast? Could you chop it up into little videos? So turn it into micro videos. And it's worth saying, if you don't follow him already, Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V, as you'd find him on Instagram, is great at this. He does loads of keynotes, one or two, maybe three a week, and just chunks them up into one-minute videos, just the key points. Could you do the same? Could you turn your talk into a blog? or a series of blogs, could you turn it into an infographic? All of these are examples of consumable content where you've taken the pillar, the key theme, and turned it into bite-sized chunks that people can see, can engage with, and also can engage with in different ways. Because it might be that a video is not the chosen medium for one person, but actually another target client might love podcasts. So I, I spoke to a senior leader the other day. He said, Nick, I, I just don't get podcasts at all, but my colleague loves them. He's always recommending them to me. I'd much rather read a paper. If you know that you have target clients who have different styles, you want to re be responsive to that by putting out your message in different mediums. And then the last question around this part of actually, how do you share that content? What is the content that you're going to create? Uh, you haven't created it yet, you're just planning it, is what is it that you create that is evergreen? Can you create things that you could use for the next year, two years, versus one-off pieces that are sort of event-specific? So they, they'll have a real impact because you're talking about an event, let's say, but you can't then reuse that in a year because it's a different event, it's a different time. You want to have a mix of those, but the more evergreen content you have, the more reusable content you have, the less new content you have to be creating as a priority. So those are just some key areas to think about when you're beginning to look at how to share your content is what are those pillars? Actually, how do you make it consumable? And then what is the split between evergreen reusable content and one-off event-specific or industry-specific pieces? The next part, once you actually know what are those key themes and how are you going to break it down, is actually planning out your content. And this is planning in the perspective of how are you going to get it out to people to engage with? Because once you know that, you can then start creating it. So you're planning what you're going to create. And some of the questions you'll want to think about here is actually, how often are you going to put content out? I always think you're better doing consistently and less often than you are doing a whole flurry for one week and then nothing for two months. And it's something you, you often see. Some consulting firms will go crazy for a week or two and there'll be nothing. And it's usually because the people who are involved are now busy on projects. But actually, if you can keep a consistent drumbeat or at least consistency around certain campaign cycles, so if you're leading up to an event or something, a seasonal change or let's say a regulatory change, can you focus your marketing to align with that? And then there's also a point actually around who should put it out. So a lot of consulting firms focus on their corporate page as the main channel for their digital output. And we're talking corporate page here on LinkedIn. Actually, would you get more traction by putting it out under the individual senior leaders page? So like I said earlier, the likes of David and the likes of Nigel are very good at putting out their own content and being seen as thought leaders. Um, both have LinkedIn networks into the 10,000s. And that is largely because they are pushing out content. People go to them to find the latest content. And that in turn builds their corporate brand. But by doing that, they get a lot more traction than if it was put out by either of their corporate organizations. So just one to think about there is who is best placed to put it out. Now that we know the core themes that we're going to talk about, we know when we want to put it out, we know what the campaigns are, you then actually need to create it. And there's some key tips here and some key questions is actually firstly make it engaging. And some of the things you need to think about there is actually 
what is your target client getting from it? So if you've given someone a piece, what can they do off the back of it? I won't go into this in too much detail, but if you go to my LinkedIn, I will, and I will post the link to it. I recently wrote an article on this. I think by the time I launch this, the article will be up. So I will put that in the link so you can see exactly if you want to write good content, what does that mean? And some of the questions you should ask yourself in this space. But secondly, actually, how does it make your target client feel? And this is in part to the engaging point. Do they enjoy reading it, consuming it, but also actually what is the impact of it? Did it have the desired effect? If you want them to be able to take action on something having read it, does your piece of content deliver that? What are you leaving them with? What's their impression of you and your organization off the back of it? And then the last question actually in creating, which is something I think a lot of consulting firms either don't think of or decide against, but is always something to think about. It's actually who creates the content? Is it best that you use a consultant who could be earning on a client sort of day rate? Or is it better to outsource it to an agency or to a marketing function who can do it for you? And like I say, that could be someone in-house who either is part of the marketing team or it could be someone outside the organization. But who is best to create that content? The last part of this approach, and this is something that most organizations I think could very quickly improve, but very few do well, is actually how do you build off that content? How do you amplify the noise that content makes to really drive engagement, get it in front of the target clients you want to reach, and generate conversations, generate leads? Because we've gone through all of the steps to create great content and content that resonates with your target client and tells them what you're famous for and how you can help them. But that's all for nothing if they don't see it. If you put out a blog and nobody reads it, which happens with quite a lot of consulting blogs, there was no point in writing it. There was no, there will be no ROI. It was a waste of time. So how do you amplify your content? Well, firstly, focusing on getting your consulting team to like, share, promote your content is a great first step. I regularly see consulting firms who have hundreds of consultants, but five likes or one share on their LinkedIn blog or LinkedIn article. If you can internally put in place the structures where your team share the content that is relevant to them and relevant to their target client, and obviously it has to be relevant, but if you can build that culture of promotion and sharing on social media, you are likely to get much more traction from the same piece of content simply because more people are engaging with it and therefore more people in their extended networks are seeing it. It's the five degrees of separation and you're likely to get many more people engaging with it and seeing it if more people share. It's as simple as that. The second piece is then actually how can you, as senior leaders particularly, use this content? How can you use blogs, podcasts, videos to actually start sales conversations? We all know that clients are hyper aware that if a consultant calls, it's most likely a sales call, even if you dress it up as something else. Oh, let's go for a coffee. That's a sales call. Let me tell you about our latest white paper. That's a sales call. All of these are sales calls. But what can you do to soften that and also just show that you care about that client? And a great thing to do that is simply share content that your organization is putting out. So if you have, if one of your team or you have just put out a podcast, let's say, on a really key regulation that's coming into your industry, can you share that with potential clients who might be interested? It doesn't have to have a sale off the back of it. It doesn't have to have a, a let's meet for coffee question, but simply by sharing that content you will be seen as someone who helps your client and that will always put you in good stead when it does come to selling them something. Likewise, they might listen to that content and think, wow, we really have a problem here. I need some help. Let's get your firm in. So a really big part of actually leveraging content to generate leads 
is putting that content out and putting it to the right people, having something to talk about and sharing it with people because of that. So always making sure that you know what's coming through and where it's right, sharing it with the right contacts. And then the last piece, and this is again something that the two um, leaders I mentioned, David and Nigel, do very well. And I'd encourage all leaders, but generally all consultants do, is actually getting involved in discussion and engagement around that topic. So if your organization's put out some great content on, say, a new regulation, a new systems implementation, whatever it might be, make sure that you're commenting, make sure that you're replying to others' comments on it. Are there similar topics, similar posts on the same topic where maybe you could get involved and share your piece of insight on it? So maybe someone is talking about Brexit, let's say, and you've recently done a video on what banks need to think about for Brexit. Maybe that's something you can share with them or share some of the insights as part of that post. All of that is, again, about helping people see you as involved with and involved in the conversation. And that builds social proof because you obviously know enough to be in that conversation. And that gets people looking at you, looking at your organization, looking at your content, which you've thought about, and engaging with it, and ultimately generating leads from it. So there you have it. There is the Create Engage model for content. I, I'd love to say we're the first ones who have it. This is, a lot of it is simple marketing theory, but as with most things in life, very few people apply simple and effective theory. So those are some clear steps that you can take to improve your content and deliver better results from your digital marketing. So to recap, you want to start with what are you famous for? You then want to think about your target clients and from that develop your key messages. You then want to start to think about the content you're going to share. Build out those pillars and then what are the things you could do off those pieces of pillar content, you might call them campaigns, let's say, that will resonate with your target client and get them coming to you. From that, you want to plan your content as much as you can. So you might not have a plan for every day of the week, but you might have a three-month plan where your energy practice is going to speak and focus on talking about a specific change in their market. By planning these different steps, you know what it is you need to create broadly and by when, and it's it's delivering a project after that. Creating your content, make sure it's engaging, make sure that it leaves your client with a feeling and the impact you want them to. And the key point is, do you have to create all of the content? Can you work with partners, be it internal or external, to create the content so that actually your consultants can be focusing on delivering great client work and being utilized for the firm to generate revenue as opposed to creating blogs, let's say, which might not be their skill set or something they enjoy doing. And lastly, you've planned this great content, you've created it, you need to amplify it because if you don't amplify that content and get that message out there, people aren't going to read it, it's not going to have the impact that you hoped and then it's going to be much harder to generate that ROI. Just as a, a side thought and a last piece on the amplification, if you want to see how effective your consultancy or your competitors' content has been in terms of the engagement it gets and the shares it gets, I'd highly recommend checking out BuzzSumo. It's an analytics platform that lets you do exactly that. Again, I will put the link to BuzzSumo in the show notes so that you can find that, have a bit of a play, see how your firm compares to some of your other competitors. But again, really a really eye-opening tool. It really shows you who is doing this well and who is not. So I hope that you have found this solo episode useful. Like I say, I covered the key questions that I've been getting because I think they will be helping 
if not you, someone in your firm. If you have any questions about digital marketing, uh, how it can help your organization or some of the challenges you're having, do get in touch. You can drop me an email either at the Climbing Consulting email address, nick at climbingconsulting.com or nick at createengage.co.uk. Both I will put in the show notes as well. So all that's left to say is thank you very much. Got some really great guests coming up before Christmas. This won't be the last episode before Christmas, but I do have some fantastic guests coming up for you before then. Hope you've enjoyed this and all the best for the rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Climb in Consulting podcast. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast platform of choice, whichever one you may be using. And please also share this with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing today's interview. If you want to get in touch or give me any feedback about the podcast, please feel free to drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com and I look forward to hearing from you.